Salutations, listeners. You're listening to another edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz, and we hope to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we're continuing our special series on composer John Zorn. And in this episode, we are taking a look at the Masada Songbook 1. What you're hearing behind you is Joey Barron on the drums, Greg Cohen on the bass, Dave Douglas on the trumpet, and John Zorn on the saxophone, known as the Masada Quartet. This is Bithanet. Thank you. 
All right, that is Bithaneth from the Masada Songbook, Volume 1, performed by the Masada Quartet. That is John Zorn on the alto saxophone, Dave Douglas on the trumpet, Greg Cohen on the bass, and Joey Barron on the drums. It comes from the first of ten CDs recorded by the Masada Quartet, and that first volume is entitled Aleph. Now, what is Masada? Where does that name come from? Well, Masada is this fortress, and uh, it's actually, the word Masada is Hebrew for fortress, and it's this fortress um, that's in Israel, and it was basically built on this huge uh, rock plateau, and it's almost like a mesa, and it's located on the eastern edge of the Judean desert overlooking the Dead Sea. Um, this was the site where Herod the Great built palaces for himself on the mountain, and he fortified Masada between 37 and 31 BCE. Uh, according to Josephus, the siege of Masada uh, happened when troops from the Roman Empire uh, came and tried to storm the fortress at the end of the First Jewish-Roman War, and the result was a mass suicide of 960 people. The Sicari rebels and their families that were hiding there were the people who committed the mass suicide. Today, Masada is actually one of the most popular tourist attractions in Israel. Um, there's been a movie made about Masada, but Zorn chose this name as part of his group and the name of his entire songbook that he wrote for all these kind of melodies. He said it was very um, difficult to write this songbook. He said it was almost this first songbook was like chiseling out just how can I make this melody work? You know, how can I make this this within this style? And that's part of the beauty of the Masada songbook is very similar to Naked City in that you can have free jazz, you can have surf music, you can have hardcore elements, you can have uh, free, you know, experimental noise, all within the confines of the Masada songbook. So it's very diverse. Now he also recorded uh, the Masada songbook one with various configurations. The Masada Quartet, which we've already discussed, and there was also the Masada String Trio, which features Greg Cohen again on bass, Eric Friedlander on the cello, and Mark Feldman on the violin, which we're going to hear from later. And then there was also the Bar Kokhba unit, and that features a lot of great artists as well, such as Mark Rebo, but we'll get into that later too. Um, that's just an overall kind of blanket statement about Masada where it came from, and the Masada songbook. So let's get to some more music. Here again is the Masada Quartet with Zofe.
right, that was Zofe from the album Aleph with the Masada Quartet. And one thing that I just love about the Masada Quartet, and I have to say this before we jump to the next track, is the empathy that goes on between those four guys, Zorn, Douglas, Barron, and Cohen. It's like they're all one collective mind. And that's the fascinating part about Masada. So, just think about that as you listen to these tracks. Next track is off volume three, Gimel. Here is Hazor.
Yeah, Hazor from Volume 3, Gimel. Volume 3 of 10 studio albums, this quartet recorded for DIW Records in the 1990s. This whole movement was actually part of the radical Jewish culture movement within the arts that Zorn was trying to initiate and successfully accomplished as well. The funny thing that I I should tell you now is that the way this whole thing started was actually through um, a program in Munich that they offered for each artist would get an entire, you know, day to kind of just do their work, you know. And uh, they invited like Ornette Coleman and all this stuff. And anyway, Zorn was one of the ones that was invited to Munich. And he decided to write this piece called Kristallnacht based on the um, the night of shattered glass in, um, in, in Germany when they uh, basically confiscated all the Jews. And there's this one piece that's just shattering glass, and then there's this other piece called Shtetl, in which there's this just beautiful trumpet melody. But it's very... It's, it's got a lot of the, that Jewish tone to it, you know, that's um, mixed with Arabic influences and Sephardi influences, etc., you know, and klezmer and etc. But I think that spark started the entire Masada songbook. So, because very soon after, we see him get together and write all this music that was recorded over 10 albums. And you do hear a lot of those influences all throughout jazz and rock and hardcore and surf music and Sephardi music and Arabic music and klezmer music, and it's all mixed in into the gumbo that's known as Masada. And it's great. So here's some uh, stuff that sounds kind of like free jazz. So this there's some definite Ornette influence with this. Here is Hafla.
Half letter. Off volume five. Hi. From the Masada Quartet. Which brings up some of the... Um, that particular song brings up uh, one of the quotes that I would like to to share with you uh, that John Zorn has talked about. Because he said... And yes, there's definitely some Ornette influence in that last piece. Hafla. But... Zorn has said, he said, people come and they, they see the Masada Quartet and they see a sax, a trumpet, a bass, and drums, and they go, oh, Ornette Coleman meets Klezmer. And he said, but then I turn around and I do the same music with the Masada String Trio, and they're like, this music is so deeply rooted in the Jewish tradition, you know, it, of, of string music. And he goes, but it's the same material. He goes, what are the, what's the, why do they say that? He goes, I'll tell you why. And I love this quote by Zorn. He goes, they're looking, but they're not listening. He said, and it breaks his heart that the critics cannot hear any more than they can see. Because we are a visual culture. This world is a visual culture. And it's and when he said that, that was in the early 2000s. And I can tell you that it's only gotten worse as far as being a predominantly visual culture. So, that's why it's up to folks like us, who hopefully can hear just as good as we can see, to kind of decipher these things and to show appreciation, show gratitude for the honesty and the artistic level that Zorn challenges us with. We should be grateful that there is an artist out there who is willing to challenge us in the way, in the multiple ways that Zorn does. And that's why we have so many parts to this special series. This is only one of all the other parts. So if you just click this because you're like, oh, I love Masada music. Great. Now check out some of the occult music. Check out some of the Exotica-influenced music. Check out some of the music that was influenced from authors throughout literature. Or the art and film inspirations. There's tons. That's what makes Zorn wonderful. And this next track is a drum feature for Joey Barron in the Masada Quartet. It comes from Volume 2, Bait. And this is the track that was the very first track I heard of anything John Zorn. And it's still one of my favorite tracks to this day. It's a track called Ravia. And it's it's mixed meter, but the, it's predominantly in 7. And it's the grooviest thing I'd ever heard up to that point and I was on fire I was bitten by the Zorn bug so hopefully you'll dig it too here's Ravia by the Masada Quartet
All right. That's some badass shit, man. Joey Barron just killing the drums. Joey Barron, I tell you, there's some stuff where, you know, if you watch some footage of the Masada Quartet, Joey is just playing the drums just with his bare fingertips just to get this kind of like tribal sound. You know, sometimes he'll play with mallets. Sometimes he'll play with drumsticks. So even the drums is this beautiful, versatile thing that under the Masada group, you know, it's just, it's fantastic, fantastic stuff. That was Ravia from Volume 2, Bait. Here's another one from Volume 1, Aleph. This is probably my favorite Masada Songbook 1 song. This is called Taha.
Yeah. Taha from Volume 1, Aleph by the Masada Quartet. And I I wish I could sit here and play just every single favorite track from the Masada Songbook 1, Volume 1 through 10. But we would be on this podcast episode for at least five, six hours. So, in the spirit of brevity, you know, we're going to keep on pushing on. This next track is a track called Bayroth, and it's part of one of the live versions of Masada. And this is where Zorn really took the liberty of recording the quartet in many of their live performances. Their very first live performance, uh, all the way in, I think it was 1993, there's a live from Taipei, a live from Middleheim, Alive from Sevilla, uh, Alive from Jerusalem, double CD. There's um, Alive from the Tonic in 2001 in New York. So the cool part is that these are under the Zodic catalog. And by all means, support this artist and this music. Go to Zodic.com, T-Z-A-D-I-K.com, or go to the Downtown Music Gallery website, order this stuff the the packaging is fantastic it's done with great care you you're not going to get a better product um yeah so this track is from the masada quartet live here is bayroth Thank you. 
All right, that was Bayroth, live from Sevilla, Spain, 2000, with the Masada Quartet, another drum feature for the wonderful and incomparable Joey Barron. Uh. So, moving on, trying to get as much as I can in here. We have the Masada String Trio. We brought that up before. It consists of Mark Feldman on the violin, Eric Friedlander on the cello, and Greg Cohen on the bass. And this comes from the album The Circle Maker. Here is the Masada String Trio playing some material from the Masada Book One. Here is Malkut. That's the Masada String Trio. Mark Feldman, violin. Eric Friedlander, cello. Greg Cohen, bass. That is Malkut. And the thing I love about that track is it it still embodies that free spirit of improvisation, that the same spirit is there for the quartet. But... What's really uncanny to me is I've heard multiple versions of this song, and it's actually written in the the lead sheet, that little quote of Fury Lease by Beethoven. And I just think it's fantastic. I think, like, hey, one composer nodding to another, you know, Zorn to Beethoven, there you go. So, up next, from The Circle Maker, here is K-Bar. Thank you. 
bar and that's off of the circle maker we're hearing from the bar Kokba ensemble that consists of mark feldman on the violin eric friedlander on the cello greg cohen on the bass plus mark rebo on the guitar Ciro baptista on the percussion and joey baron on the drums up next one of the most gorgeous pieces you'll ever hear from the Masada Songbook 1. Here is Mashav. <laughs> 
gorgeous Mashav featuring David Krakauer on the clarinet and Anthony Coleman on the piano. If there's any song that could rival that beautiful melody, it would have to be this one. That's why I pair them together. Here is Greg Cohen with Mark Rebo playing Maskill from the Bar Kokba album.
so damn beautiful. Maskil. I love that tremolo reverb thing, that phaser effect that Rebo gets on his guitar for that track, and just how percussive Greg Cohen is, man. I, I said it in an earlier episode about, you know, the, on, on the podcast, um, just how unsung and wonderful Greg Cohen is. And I'll say it again, Greg Cohen is a master, a master of music. Man, not enough love for Greg Cohen. Just killer, killer stuff, man. All right, up next, besides the Masada Quartet, besides the Masada String Trio, besides the Bar Kokhba Group and its various small chamber groups within that album, Zorn produced a various number of series called the Masada Anniversary Series. And there was uh, a couple of albums. I, th- I want to say there were five albums. Uh, Masada Guitars, Voices in the Wilderness, which was a double album. Um, uh, Masada Recital, Masada Rock, and there was another one too. But basically, this is the very first time that he said, okay, this is how diverse... The Masada songbook could be, let's let other people take this music and do with it what they will. So, the first volume of this was called Masada Guitars. And it featured three different guitar players taking on songs from the Masada songbook. These three guitarists were John Madoff from Rashanim, Mark Rebo, who we just heard from, and Bill Frizzell who we haven't heard from since the Naked City days, if you're looking at this chronologically. So here is Bill Frizzell playing Kisafim from the Masada Songbook 1.
beautiful, haunting, and completely Bill Frizzell. You know, that's the wonderful thing. Zorn's talked about how you write these pieces and then you give it to somebody like Bill Frizzell and they put their own weird twist on it. And I've heard Kiss of Theme performed by the quartet. I've heard it performed by the Bar Kokba group. I've heard it performed by the Electric Masada. But to hear Bill Frizzell play something like that, it's totally Frizzell. And that's what's wonderful about it. These songs transcend just the notes that are written. They're adaptable to whomever plays them. And that's what's fantastic about the Masada catalog which we're going to hear from and see in a later podcast. But, moving on. That was Volume 1 of the Masada 10th Anniversary. Part 2, or Volume 2 of the Masada 10th Anniversary series, was a double CD, and it was called Voices in the Wilderness. And here is Medeski, Martin, and Wood playing Zyphim.
groovy goodness. That is Modesky Martin and Wood playing Zyphem, part of the Masada Songbook on Volume 2 of Masada 10th Anniversary Series, Voices in the Wilderness. Here's another track from Voices in the Wilderness. This is Jamie and Vanessa Saft with Kedem.
Saft with Kedem from Volume 2 of the Masada 10th Anniversary Series, Voices in the Wilderness. All of these are part of the original Masada songbook, and they just go to show you just how varied the approaches can be, and that's the majesty of that music. Here's the last one that we're going to play from the Masada 10th Anniversary Series. Like I said, there's five volumes. The very first volume was Masada Guitars. Volume two was the last two tracks that we heard. That comes from that. That's Voices in the Wilderness. And it's a two-CD set. Volume three, which we're about to hear a track from, is called The Unknown Masada, which is tracks that were not able to be used by the Masada Quartet, or the Barcokpa group. So they were recorded by various artists handpicked by Zorn. Volume 4 was the Masada Recital between Sylvie Cavassier and Mark Feldman. And Volume 5 is Masada Rock with bands like Rashanim. So here is Harem from Volume 3 of the Masada 10th Anniversary Series, The Unknown Masada. Thank you. 
Kobe Israelite from Volume 3 of the Masada 10th Anniversary Series, The Unknown Masada. That was Kobe Israelite with the track Harem. Now, if that's not shocking enough, John Zorn springs this on us. 
a two-CD set called Sanhedrin. And what Sanhedrin was, was all of the alternate takes and unused takes of tunes that were not applicable or did not fit in the first ten volumes of the Masada Quartet for the DIW label. So, here's a track that was never recorded on any of the ten volumes for the DIW label of the original Masada Quartet. Zorn, Dave Douglas, Joey Barron, Greg Cohen. Here is Nefesh.
groovy, jazzalicious, just awesome. Now you can hear a piano trio version of Nefesh on Bar Kokhba, but to hear the quartet do Nefesh is just fantastic. And I'm glad he decided to release it for all of us Masada fans. Can't ever get enough Masada. Well, we've got a few other tracks here before we wrap up this edition of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. Please check out the website, by the way. We work really hard to make sure that you're getting the best and interesting podcast you can possibly get. So please check us our website out. Um, that's Dr. Jazz, D-R-J-A-Z-Z, podcast.wordpress.com. Would love to hear from you. And thank you for listening. So... Here is the Masada String Trio from Zorn's 50th birthday celebration recordings in which the Tonic Club in New York City hosted a Zorn performance every night for the month of September in 2003. Here is the Masada String Trio live at the Tonic with Abidon.
during Zorn's 50th birthday celebration. We just heard the Masada String Trio. Another part of the 50th birthday celebration that was recorded was the Bar Kokhba group. Here is Bar Kokhba, live from Tonic for Zorn's 50th birthday. Here is Ner Tamid.
All right. That was the Bar Kokhba Group. And that featured Mark Feldman, violin, Eric Friedlander on the cello, Greg Cohen on the bass, and they were all three featured on the the track before that, too, in the Masada String Trio. But they are also part of the Bar Kokhba Group, along with Joey Barron on the drums, Mark Rebo on guitar, and Cerro Baptista on the percussion. Now, we have a very special track here. This is the first recorded instance of the Electric Masada group. And this is live for Zorn's 50th birthday celebration. Here is Idala Abal.
just a wall of sound. That is the Electric Masada Group, live from the Tonic for John Zorn's 50th birthday celebration. That is John Zorn on the alto saxophone, Mark Rebo on guitar, Jamie Saft on the keyboards, Ique More on the laptop and electronics, Trevor Dunn on the bass, Joey Barron on the drums, Kenny Wolinson on the drums as well, and Ciro Baptista on the percussion. And I can tell you, I have seen this group live, and they are fantastic. Except when I saw them live, they actually had John Medeski on organ plus Jamie Saft on the keyboards. Still, it was killer. It was about April of 2003. Yeah, it was April of 2003. Before, yeah, before the birthday celebration concert in September. And they were rocking the tonic. It was fantastic. And Joey Barron just gave me a big hug and I just told him I just loved his playing and it was it was great so and that's a great segue into this last track this last track is the Masada Quartet the one that kind of started it all performing for Zorn's 50th birthday celebration in September 2003 and the best part I was there. They played three nights. And the night that they chose to take this recording from was the one night that I was there. So when you hear somebody screaming their head off, that's probably me. But the energy was just unmatched that night at the Tonic. One brisk night, September 2003, to be second row at the Tonic, as intimate as that is, at that close to Zorn and Dave Douglas and Greg Cohen and Joey Barron was just phenomenal. And I got a chance to talk with Zorn and I shook Joey Barron's hand and I shook Greg Cohen's hand and that's a night that will forever live in my memories. And I'm just so damn grateful that I got to see them before they stopped performing as frequently. It's truly one of those nights to remember. So I'm so super grateful that they chose this night so I could document it in in a great audio form. Thank you, Sadik. Thank you, Zorn. Thank you, Masada. Here is Akremo from Live at the Tonic for Zorn's 50th birthday celebration. The Masada Quartet.
So that's the episode. I hope you've enjoyed it just as much as I have. This is a very special part of our special special series dedicated to John Zorn and all of his various sides, as diverse as they are. The Masada Songbook is something that means very, very much to me. It's the first introduction I ever had to Zorn's music, and I'm very grateful to have come into that world of sound. So thanks for listening with me. Please check out the website, check back often, share it with your friends, and remember, until next time, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Y'all be good, because in Zorn, we trust.